Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Comments on the internet are incredibly bad. We all know this, and we also all know that YouTube comments are kind of the worst of the worst. There's never a reason for a human being to read them, unless you're Mark Slutsky. Mark's a writer and a filmmaker in Montreal. A while ago, he was procrastinating, and he found himself just clicking through pages and pages of the YouTube comments on pop songs. The reason he kept coming back was because occasionally, scattered in the dross, he'd find these tiny, poignant stories that really surprised him. They just seemed so ephemeral you know it seemed like they they could disappear at any moment they could sort of be buried under a hundred or thousand stupid new comments or the video could be deleted and i and i thought that somebody had to sort of save them so that's what mark does he's created this blog called sad youtube where he collects the stories that he finds in some cases he's actually tracked down the people who posted the comments and then interviewed them about their lives the result's really surprising it's a document that proves that there's truth and humanity in youtube comments the internet's bleakest corner, the place that all of us have learned to just walk past. People go, they're fooling around, they're like checking out old songs, and all of a sudden, an unexpected memory will just sort of ambush them. And the, and the YouTube comment box is right there for them. What were some that you liked? So there's this old uh, disco song by a French band called Voyage, and the song is called Souvenirs. which means memories in French, which is, um, you know, just appropriate. And I found this comment on it. I would like to send you a memory. I was 13, walked to the projects across the street in Manhattan. This song was played from an apartment on the eighth floor so loudly and clearly. I grabbed a kid and danced the hustle with her for maybe an hour. It felt so great to be alive and feel free to dance in the streets, parks, or a cafeteria during lunch. The boomboxes played this on the subway platform. We broke out dancing the hustle waiting for the train. The hustle was sexy and graceful. Never got tired. I love how this goes from one really beautiful moment in someone's life, you know, not a huge moment, not, you know, something you'd read about anywhere, and it sort of zooms out and talks about how this song was playing everywhere and how it was the backdrop to people's lives. And that just sort of gives me such a, great sense of what it was like to be alive at that time when the song was popular. There's a Portuguese word, saudade, which doesn't really translate to English, but it means nostalgia and melancholy, just longing for this place that you've lost. Mark is a bloodhound for that feeling. Listen to this comment he found, which was posted on the song Telephone Lines by ELO. I remember the first time I heard this song. It was late night, early July, 77. I was in the Navy and home on leave after graduating A school with orders to a destroyer in the Western Pacific. The next morning, I was to fly from my home in Boston to California and then from Travis Air Force Base to the Philippines. Halfway around the world to where I didn't know a single soul. I thought of girls I knew in high school and wondered what they were doing. This song really resonated with me that night. Don't you realize the pain for real, got a dream 
You know what's interesting? That's the second mention of Travis Air Force Base in a sad YouTube comment. Really? Yeah. What was the first one? The other one is one of my favorites of all time. It's on the uh, video for Downtown by Petula Clark. Wait, is that like the downtown that I'm thinking of? Yeah. You know, when you're alone. When life, life is alone. making you lonely, you can always go. That downtown. Yeah. Um, I'll read the comment to you if you want. Yeah, please. High school. After lunch, some of the girls would dance on the gym floor before classes. Beth, Joellen, Nina, to name a few. The song had come out, and they just danced to it. I remember sitting and waiting for my favorite girl to come out. When she did, my heartbeat sped up till I thought I would pass out. When you're alone, she knew I was there. You lonely, you I heard it at Travis Air Force Base before going to Nam. I just cried while waiting to board the plane. All the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know. Downtown, what I love about that one is it's a sort of double memory. He remembers uh, these girls dancing on the gym floor. And then it's sort of this, this almost a cinematic cut where all of a sudden he's at Travis Air Force Base waiting to get on a plane to Vietnam, remembering that earlier memory. Mark spent hundreds of hours just staring at these YouTube threads. He says at some point he developed this sixth sense where he can just skim down a page and the good comments will jump out to him. But YouTube's making it a lot harder. In November, they instituted this change which very strongly encourages commenters to use their real names. It's good for everybody who wants less vitriol on the site, but it's bad for Mark because it means that some stories just aren't going to get shared. Because some of it is just too personal. There's this really, really poignant comment on an old Herb Alpert song. Okay, so the song is called This Guy's In Love With You. You see this guy This guy's in love with you Last year of high school for me, 1967. My best friend and his girlfriend, who we were both in love with, though he never knew. Haven't seen her in 35 plus years. You always remember the ones who got away. Never told anybody. Their song. I can't we know each other very well. How can it's really sort of like precious memory. And the commenter's name is Wanker4761. <laughs> That's, I think, everything I love about the internet is in that. I've heard some talk. They say. You know, I think 90% of the comments I found have been on bootleg uploads, uh, um, you know, technically illegal uploads of old songs. And uh, they're all kind of doomed. <laughs> Eventually, uh, a lawyer or, uh, you know, some sort of copyright practice will, will flag them and they'll get taken down and, and the comments just disappear with them. I don't know. I am so on the side of saving things and saving ephemera. I feel like in your piece, there's like a real sense of like loss and sadness that these things are are going away faster than you can save them. But like, I also understand that this is just mountains of crap also. And that like, God, like if the Internet Archive or someone had to save every comment, I'd feel terrible for them because there's a lot more comments than there are use. Well, you know, when when an archaeologist wants to learn about a civilization and wants to learn about how people live day to day in that civilization, they go through the garbage. And that's what I feel like I'm doing. TLDR was produced by The Silver Woman and me, PJ Vogt. Our executive producers, Kat Splodgers, 
Our engineer is Sir Andrew Dunn. Our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Production help this week from Kimmy Regler. You can find more TLDR at tldr.onthemedia.org. We tweet at TLDR. We are TLDR. TLDR.